Shalom and welcome to the Parsha and Purpose podcast, Rabbi Kenneth Brander's weekly insights into the Parsha. This week, we bless Rosh Chodesh as we usher in the second Adar, Adar Bet. In Adar Bet, we celebrate Purim. Now, logic dictates that Purim should be celebrated during the first Adar. To be consistent with the idea, Mitzvah Habala Yadcha Al Tachmitzana. If you have the ability to do a mitzvah, do it right away. So why don't we celebrate Purim in the first Adar? Yet the halacha is that we want to celebrate Purim as close to Pesach as possible to promote a juxtaposition between Purim and Pesach. What is the idea behind this connection? I believe that there's a message regarding the paradigms of redemption that is seen both on Purim and Pesach. There is redemption that is achieved simply by the grace of God, what the Kabbalists call Ira'uta Dele'il, an awakening by God to save and to aid His people. That is what Pesach is all about. Even when the people are so distant from God, there are times in which God feels the need to engage with the Jewish people. There are times in which God feels that there is a time for salvation. And even when the redemption is directed and fully choreographed by God, of course, there's human initiative. As in the case of Pesach, we see the role of Moshe, the role of the women ensuring Jewish continuity, the role of Miriam and Yocheved in saving Moshe and modeling how to save the male children. Yet there is this idea that the centerpiece of the redemptive experience is totally divinely driven. Human actors in the experience, including Moshe, are not really mentioned in the Haggadah. And then there's a second paradigm of redemption, Ira'uta Dilatata, an awakening that comes from below. Redemption that is driven by the enterprise of humankind, where the redemptive activity, as we see on Purim, are the actors of Mordechai and Esther. Their initiative is what is critical. There are no plagues. There's no splitting of the sea. Yes, God plays a role. After all, the randomness of the coincidences in the story are too perfect for God not to be orchestrating it behind the scenes. And in fact, we hint to God in the Megillah with the words Hamelach on top of each column. But the emphasis is on humankind. The Megillah celebrates human-driven redemption. And while God is hinted to, His name is not even mentioned. Yet there are similarities to the way we celebrate both of these holidays. First of all, it is these days that we have a concern for the poor. Matanot le'avyonim and kimcha the pischa. The responsibilities also of not eating the paschal sacrifice alone, but consuming it with the other. And on Purim, the responsibility to send gifts of food to the other. We commemorate our brush with annihilation with the reminder that redemption of any sort in Judaism starts with us being kind and concerned for the other. Both holidays, the one celebrated in Adarbet and the one celebrated in Nisan, at the core recognize the fact that 
Redemption is impossible when we separate from the other. The core of the celebrations of both of these holidays is the fact that irrespective of the person's background, disposition, religious persuasion, redemption of the self and of the community is only possible when we're willing to recognize the greatness of others. So we wait for Adarbet to celebrate Purim so that Purim and Pesach dance together. They celebrate two paradigms of redemption, which are honored when we understand that our redemption happens only when we are concerned with the other. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to Parsha and Purpose. We invite you to subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for those listening on Apple Podcasts, please remember to rate and review this series. Until next time, Shalom.